From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. It's me, Mario. A new horrible menace threatened the galaxy. Hello everyone, welcome to the Kugali podcast where we look at the best of comics, gaming and animation from across Africa and beyond. My name is Zeke Nelson, comic book writer and co-host of this show and I am joined by my co-host Tolu, the video game wizard and special guest co-host Kadi Yao Te, who is the founder of Squidmag. This is actually his second appearance on this podcast, but if you haven't seen our previous episode with him, Caddy is a Ghanaian blogger and writer. He writes mostly about comic books and gaming and animation, you know, all those things that we love, just from a Ghanaian and an African perspective as well. The name of his collective is Squid Mag or Squid Magazine. In any case, we lost the first couple minutes of this conversation, unfortunately. So I'm literally going to cue you in to, to us sort of in the, in the middle of a conversation. So to give you the agenda for the day, we're going to start off by bringing you some of the latest news from the world of the geekosphere. So some gaming news, some comic-related news as well. And then we'll move on to a post-mortem on the recent Lagos Comic Con. So the highlights and, you know, what uh, Tolu and Caddy were there. So they, they'll give you their first-hand experience. And then finally, we will round off with our debate of the week. So guys, this was really, really fun. I mean, we, we geeked out for, for nearly an hour. It broke my heart to, to have to edit it down. But you know, I had a ton of fun in this conversation, and I hope you guys do too. So without further ado, we're going to start off with the new section of the podcast. Enjoy. So recently, Valiant Comics, or Valiant Entertainment as the company is known, recently struck a deal with Pedder Comics. Valiant Entertainment are a US-based comic book publisher. They're known for popular titles like Bloodshot, Ninjak and the rest of the Valiant, uh, Shadow Man and the rest of the Valiant lineup. In fact, I think they're one of the top five publishers, I want to say, in the US. So pretty big news. And they're teaming up with Pena Comics or Pena Studio, who are based in Nigeria, best known for their flagship comic, Newborn Saga, which was funded successfully on Kickstarter last year. And spe- speaking make- of Newborn, you can get Newborn on the Kugali store. Don't dull yourself. <laughs> exactly. But <clears throat> staying focused on the topic, they've now agreed a distribution deal. And maybe you guys can tell us a bit more about the details. But as far as I understand, Pedal Comics are now going to be distributing Valiant Comics in Nigeria, while Valiant will be distributing Peda in the States. Yeah, that's true. But uh, as far as I'm aware, um, it's not just going to be in Nigeria. It's going to be in, uh, I mean, across... Uh, the continent, because I was speaking to Peter, and he he's, he may mention that they're looking to get into Ghana as well. So I'm supposed to be helping. Oh, by that. the way, Peter Peter is the founder of Pedro Comics, because listeners might not know that. Oh yeah, that's true. Peter Peter Daniel. I mean, that's that's what it means, right? I'll just that out. <laughs> Peter Comics. Uh, Peter yeah. Daniel Comics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then another. So, yeah, that's what I gathered. So it's not just gonna be Nigeria. Yeah, 
You yeah, saying? and that's really great for Peter. So congratulations to him. So next on the news, South Park, the fractured but whole. And if you were laughing, you you read that wrong. It is the fractured but whole, not the fractured but whole. I mean, it sounds the same though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But th- this is the second RPG game in the South Park video game series. And the difficulty slider at the beginning of the game when you're selecting your character, when you're creating your character, the difficulty slider actually changes the color of your skin. So you're not picking easy, normal, and hard. You're picking like from about 10 different shades, ranging from very light-skinned to very dark-skinned. The darker your skin is, the more difficult the game is for you. In fact, when you are um, choosing this difficulty, you hear the, um, you hear a kid say, "Don't worry, it's not going to affect combat. It will only affect every other area of your life." And by the, the way, the kid that's saying that is Cartman, who is one of the main four characters for any South Park fans. <laughs> yeah, and he he's like. When they say it will affect everything in the game apart from combat, so they mean how much you will be charged when you try to purchase things, how certain characters would treat you or interact with you. It's basically South Park doing what South Park does. Social commentary and parodies. So, I just I love how... I don't know, there's something about it that is so ingenious in the way that... That's what I really like about the creators of South Park because I love how they've just taken this social concept that a lot of Americans seem to experience, and they've just crystallized it in the the most in the most in, in the most clever way possible. You know, like there's no on the nose like you know black people get more racism or darker skin people get more racism. It's like both into the game. <laughs> you make the game more difficult, your character gets darker. I thought that was really really clever. At first, I I was initially like a little bit like, whoa, what's, what the hell is going on? But then when I realized that actually this is just a social commentary for what's going on in America at the moment, that I was like, oh, that's actually really, really clever. Which so, makes me wonder how, how they would implement something like this if it was an African game. So over here, I mean, I've grown up, I've spent all my life in Nigeria. Everybody is dark. And then we have some Igbo people, some Delta people that are light-skinned, but they don't get treated any differently. They don't get so in Niger- so if this game was based here like uh Kadi what do you think if it was in Ghana do you think the difficulty slider um affecting the color of your skin do you think it would make any sense in a Ghanaian setting I think it would well yeah I think it definitely would so um for the, for like light skinned people um what's it called half cast definitely would. So, for example, if they had to um, audition for movie roles, and I'm not saying anything here, but if you're biracial, chances are you're going to get that role quicker than um, perhaps a more talented dark person or a more talented... Uh, Okay, I I, I agree with you on that one, because I know, like, a light-skinned, full-blooded Nigerian, so let's say an Igbo guy who is very light... He may not necessarily have an advantage, but an Igbo guy who is half Igbo, half, let's just say, Caucasian or, or even Asian would get that advantage. That advantage. Uh, yeah. And the funniest thing okay. is, 
I think in I, I I'm speaking just as a Nigerian now. I, I'm not I'm I'm not going to speak as a Ghanaian. You will do that. But I think in Nigeria, people love things coming from other countries, coming from the West Yo. especially. They love it so it's much that if 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 a full um, Nigerian, I mean, completely dark skinned. If he comes back from the U.S. or the U.K. and he has their accent, so some if someone like Ziki shows up with his British accent, they would be all over him, like just Yo. because he sounds foreign. <laughs> I, I what, what I would say about this is I don't think it's as as extreme as you would have it in the states to the extent that you know you have studies in America, and I mean I haven't read these studies, so I can't attest to their veracity, but. I have heard I have heard of people uh, cite studies that will show that if someone has uh, a typical African American name like LaShawn or DeAndre, and someone has a you know a typical white name like Martin or Alexander, and they apply for a job, apparently there's some sort of unconscious bias that 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 favors the person with the more whiter sounding name. So I think that the, the sort of like the level of I guess maybe in America it was a it was a society where you had full on racial segregation and maybe the ghost of that era still lives on so it's a it's a lot more widespread whereas in Nigeria you do have occasional occurrences of people foreigners getting uh, privileges but on the other hand like as I, I mean I don't know if it's true but on the other hand like would an Igbo person change his name to a Yoruba name because he's afraid that if he applies for a job and they see he has an Igbo name, he might not get it. Do those sort of things exist? Like, I don't feel like there's a huge level of, of like, anger amongst people of one group feeling, like, oppressed by the other group. At least nothing compared to what you have in America. Maybe a little bit more subtle, a little bit less widespread. Yeah, definitely. Just it's, um, it's not definitely not as pronounced as what you have in, in the West. I mean, to be fair, one thing I would say is that there's a reason why the bleaching industry is worth billions of dollars at this point, and many of their customers are African. So I do think that like it's definitely a a, a factor in that. We spent a lot of time in the news section, so we're going to move on. Okay, let let Caddy introduce the Lagos Comic Con since he traveled all the way for it. Yo! Okay, so um, I've never been to a con. Uh, I've never seen that many people outside a WhatsApp group or a Facebook group who convene just for the love of comics, games, animation, all things nerd. And so, coming to Lagos Comic Con, bro, that was amazing balls. That was that was. Oh gosh. I am bubbling. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, Ziki, you know how it makes me feel listening to him here say that? It's like, so growing up, we would see these things on TV and we're like, yeah, they do that in the West, but we don't have it in Nigeria. Then we started having it in Nigeria and we're like, yeah, it's <laughs> nothing compared to what they have in the West. The, ours is very tiny and very shitty. But then this is the sixth year we've done this. And people are coming from other African countries and are saying, wow, this is great. And I'm like, okay, yes, maybe we're not as big as what they have in certain countries, but this is pretty good. Like, people... It is. <laughs> it is. No, you're right. I mean, actually, listening to your reaction, Kadi, 
remind it actually just reminded me of sort of being grateful for what you have it's very easy to always look at what you have and then look at someone else that has more than you and not be grateful but yep. actually like we're doing pretty we're, we're moving in the right direction and it's and we should all really be grateful that comic-con now is gone for like six years Okay, so let's talk about some of the nominated comics in particular. Let's begin with the best writer category. So, Kadi, could you read the Kadi? <laughs> could you read the nominees? <laughs> yeah, uh, so there's Oro and Osita from Mad Comics. That's uh, Hafiz Olua and uh, the artist is Menle Maverick. Yeah. Then there's um, Moondust and Ages from uh, Epoch Comics. Then there's course, Sankofa Man from Vortex. These are these were the um, nominated comics for the best writer category. And I think eventually the winner was Oro. Oro, yeah. Let's start with Oro since that was the winner. Firstly, did you guys think Oro was a worthy winner of this category? Uh, so I've only <laughs> read Oro, Osita, and Sankofa Man. So between those three, uh, yes, for me, yes, definitely. I ca- I can't say because I haven't read the others, but I've read Uru. The writing is good. I just can't yeah. say whether they should have won because, to be fair to the others, I haven't read the others yet. Yeah. No, that's a very fair comment, and I haven't read. I think I've read four of them, and of the four that I've read, I would say Uru is. Well, I don't. Know. It was pretty pretty good as well. I thought like the first issue. I actually thought the first issue of Osita was a little bit better because it has that immediate thriller element that really pulls me into into the story. It's, it's really like a coin toss, but Osita. I mean, written by the same writer as well, which shows that this guy is really talented. But Osita was was also up there for me. I, I might have actually given it to Osita rather than Oru. Mm. And then in the best artist category, the, um, some of the same comics were so Aegis, Visionary, Disciples, Avanome, and Moondust were nominated for best artist. So Moondust and Aegis were nominated under both best artist and best writer. So the winner in that category was Aegis by Atsumi Onuchao. So, and that, that was the is. one that. We haven't. Um, I've actually seen. So I, while I haven't read Aegis, I have seen a lot of the art from the comic because they posted a lot of previews on Instagram, which I followed. And the art looks the art look, looks like it's something special, to be honest. You, you, uh, you know what's amazing about Itubi? I, in um, almost all the best comics coming out of Nigeria, he either did the art or the coloring or something. He his his, yeah. his, his hand is in there just a little bit. <laughs> So we have two winners here in terms of best artist, which was uh, Aegis by by Etubi, well Etubi as the artist, and then we have Oro with Hafiz Olua as the writer. But seeing as we haven't read Aegis, I, I I suppose we might as well from these list of nominees and winners nominate Oro to to be our comic of the week. So you guys. Elevator pitch, each of you, one or two sentences as to why the <coughs> listeners need to read a copy of Oro. Um, it's unlike all the other African comics in terms of the art. The art is really, really on a, on a, on a whole other level. And the writing, it's really 
uh, it's really brazen. It's, you know, it's in your face. Like, I'm not going to play nice. I'm just going to be raw. And that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay, so elevator pitch from me. If you like Spawn, Hellboy, um, what's that thing called? If, okay, let me start, take that again. Alright, so my elevator pitch. If you like Spawn, Sin City, Mad World by Sega, that's a game, or Hellboy, or anything noir, you're going to love Oro. It's got that dark tone, and it's, it doesn't feel like it's just dark for the sake of being dark. It's really nice. So if you just go to Google or come and search Oro, we'll have links where you can get, get it in digital. But if you want a physical, then pick up a copy of issue zero of the Kugali magazine. We'll have the links in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's round. I think we can stop things at Comic-Con here because we have our... Yeah, okay, but I, I, need, I, need, I need to put in one small rant. Avonomi is my personal favorite Nigerian comic and it got nominated in almost every single category. Somehow it didn't win a single award. I'm going to have to fight somebody. But definitely I agree with you. It, it does I, I, I really enjoy it as well. Particularly when you read like issues one to seven, back to back to back to back. I think it reads much better as a, a graphic novel. But anyways, point being is that I agree with you. Uh, something something she has been wronged and we have to Yeah. And of speaking this. of agreeing with this time for our debate. Star Trek or Star Wars? The Dark Knight or Superman? PlayStation versus Xbox. The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? These are the sort of debates that nerds like to have. And since the Kugali podcast is a place where nerds get together and nerd out, then we figure that we need to get involved in the action as well. So each week we'll be having, or almost every other week, we'll be having a regular debate. Last time it was Shonen Comics versus Superhero, Shonen Manga versus Superhero Comics. So this week we're going to try something new and exciting. Um... We're going, to, we're going to debate two uh, amazing uh, shows that only Zeke and I have seen. Tolu hasn't uh, really seen. So we're going to try and sell it to him. So we're going to be like the uh, Kugari sales. You know, we're going to make like pitches and all that stuff. So uh, the, 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 uh, the projects we are discussing are Avatar Last, Airbender, and then um, Boku no Hero Academia. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for My Hero Academia, Ziki wants Avatar, so we're going to try and sell these two projects to um, Tony. Uh, so me first. Boku no Hero Academia. I mean, if you've seen um, One Punch Man and you've seen uh, what's that thing? Hunter x Hunter. Just think of a marriage of the two and that's what you get really. That, that's how I, I see it. And it's 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 funny, but then at the same time, it's serious, and it's got all these crazy superpowers. But then these superpowers have to be checked, and then you've got like all these bad guys who are kind of like the Phantom Troop, but even badder, you know. And then you've got these um, main characters who have all these really cool costumes. They're not as ridiculous as uh, you know, like spandex and stuff, but you know, they're pretty functional. Like you have this guy who, who's called what's his name? I think Tatsuki. He um, he's a firebender basically. Oh, I think I just gave points to Ziki. Uh, so this guy just you know he plays with fire, but then he's smart enough to um, design a suit that enhances that power, and so it gives him a boost. And everyone basically everyone does something that you know boosts their abilities, and it's 
Oh man, you have to see it to believe it. It's oh, it's awesome. <laughs> okay, so I will step in, and I think Kenny has already cued me into into the first point I'll make is that. He had to, he's using Avatar The Last Airbender. For people who are not aware, by the way, it's a cartoon series created by Nickelodeon a few years ago now, which has been considered a classic great. But moving on to the debate, he's used Avatar, this show is like, Avatar The Last Airbender has become so iconic that it's now a natural Aww. reference. You know, you say something like, it's like this from Dragon Ball Z, or it's like this from Naruto. That's, that's how big Avatar The Last Airbender is. And there's a reason for that. It's because... It, it, it was the first time, it was one of the few times that an American cartoon network or syndicate actually produced a, uh, a series, a cartoon series that took the audience seriously. They approached mature themes such as relationships, war, death, etc. And they packaged it into, into a, just the, an adventure, a ride. So they, they, did the, they mixed mature themes with the cool novelty you get from adventures and fighting, with the lore and the world building, and that's really what makes it such an amazing show. And that's why, you know, in general, if you listen to this podcast, when we ever refer to animated shows, 90, maybe 80% of the time we're referring to anime, but Avatar The Last Airbender has shut itself up into that conversation and that's what I, I like about it is that the world is so expansive it's such a complex story that no matter where you are where you're from you're definitely going to find a character that you identify with you're definitely going to find a story that speaks to you and yeah I mean I could keep going but for the sake of the debate I'm just going to rest my case here okay so let me see Avatar The Last Airbender is an American show inspired by Eastern culture and Boku no Hero Academia is a Japanese show inspired by Western culture. Am I right? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> okay. I think if I had to pick one over the other, I'd pick Hero Academia probably so mainly because of my love for anime. I just feel like I, I've seen One Punch Man. I haven't seen Hunter Hunter yet, but... I think, like, th- I, I've heard about Hunter x Hunter, and w- you tell me a show is a combination of One Punch Man and Hunter x Hunter, I'm going to lean more towards that than um, Avatar. <laughs> I blame the, the terrible M. Night uh, Shyamalan film. <laughs> last ever the film that came out. But let's move on. Let's round things off for the day, because we've just been geeking out at nonstop. I think we don't notice. We geeks don't notice the, the passage of time. <laughs> most mere, mere mortals do. All right, guys. <laughs> so we have a Patreon page now. And that just means you can support us with your wallets. You could contribute any amount of your choice every month. $1 a month, 2 a month, 10 5000 If we do have anyone donating $5,000 a month, you will officially become a co-founder. In fact, you, you, I'll be your errand boy. I'll be your errand boy. <laughs> but, yeah, you officially buy yourself a podcast. <laughs> but but ser- seriously, what the Patreon page lets us do, it lets us create the things we are creating faster. We are, we've been doing this for two years with from our own money, and we're going to continue to do it regardless. So 
We're going to continue to create the Kugali magazine, which is a monthly anthology. Every month you get three African comics printed if you want, or you could buy it digitally. Every, you get the podcast every week and every other thing we're working on. But by supporting us on Patreon, you help us gather funds faster and you also get access to these things faster than everyone else so you could subscribe for a copy of the kugali magazine every month with just ten dollars on patreon ten dollars a month you get your kugali magazine in your mailbox and i have a i have a question yeah? about that why does it deliver anywhere in the world sorry does it deliver yeah. anywhere in the world okay anywhere ziki answer world, that yeah. Oh, that's a great question. So, for the Kugali Magazine, our distribution networks are based across the US, all of Europe, pretty much if you're in Australia, I don't know if we have any Australian listeners, Australia, New Zealand, uh, a few countries in Asia, mainly, I think just Japan and South Korea, if if we have any people from there, South Africa, and as far as our distribution networks in Africa, Tolo can speak a bit about Nigeria, and Caddy as well, you, you have a few copies of Issue Zero of the magazine, so if anyone in Ghana wants a copy of that, they can get at you as well. Yep. So, uh, it's patreon.com slash kugalimedia. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So, patreon.com slash kugalimedia. And we are Kugali Media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, and um, so also, for like, reviews and just other news on African comics, games, animation, even graffiti sometimes, and just illustration. Uh, definitely check out Squid Mag on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, squidmag.wordpress.com. The website is coming soon. I'm not going to announce it just yet, but yeah, it's coming soon. <laughs> All right. So, guys, stories shape our society, so let's shape our stories. <laughs>